Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in, podcast listeners. I want to thank all of you for being so incredibly supportive of OutKick in 2020. It has been a wild, tumultuous, crazy, difficult year for many, but also we have spent a lot of time together and you have consumed the show like never before. I want to thank all of you for supporting OutKick and for listening to the show. Uh, We've got a loaded program for you. My buddy Lance Taylor swings by. We talk with Dr. David Chow, Jeff Schwartz, craziness of 2020, the college football playoff, and the NFL playoff situation. We're breaking it all down for you. Plus, the worst, a.k.a. the best, the most angry callers from 2020 put together by Danny G. You guys will enjoy that. And the podcast will begin now. Happy New Year to all of you. Thank you for supporting OutKick, and I hope you enjoy today's show. OutKick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for OutKick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. You have almost made it, guys and girls, to the end of 2020. It is the last day of the year. Give yourself a little bit of a pat on the back. It has been a wild one. It's been a zany one. It has been a crazy one. But we have almost all made it. And uh, as we get ready for a lot of different big games coming up on what I hope for many of you is a long weekend, we've got the college football playoff tomorrow, Alabama going up against Notre Dame and Clemson and Ohio State. We're rolling into a big NFL weekend with all of the different playoff spots uh, at stake, five teams in the AFC 
angling for the final four playoff spots in that conference. Every position is up for grabs in the NFC in terms of seeding. From one to seven, we're not exactly sure how anything is going to be set up in uh, the NFC conference. So there are going to be a lot of great football games to watch. And we've really kind of got rolling with bowl season. And we effectively had two blowouts. Wisconsin took down Wake Forest. Then they end up breaking the trophy as they are celebrating. And then Oklahoma, which obviously started the season in a tough spot, losing their first two Big 12 games. A lot of players opted out at Florida. Kyle Trask threw three interceptions. And the route was on for the Sooners. Now, I actually think this is a little bit interesting, maybe, for the Florida Gators going forward because they put up a pretty good fight against Alabama in the SEC championship game. But in two of their final three games, the LSU game and now against Oklahoma, the Gators did not perform well. Now, this has become something of a trend, right, Uh, for teams that lose conference championship games or Uh, don't manage to get into the big playoff that they would have anticipated. And a lot of times they just fall flat on their face when they get to the bowl game. But I am intrigued because Dan Mullen has started off his career really well at Florida and has been on a bit of a roll. But I would argue that there aren't very many Kyle Trasks. And Dan Mullen kind of fell into Kyle Trask because, if you'll remember, Felipe Franks got injured And then Dan Mullen had to go to Kyle Trask. Otherwise, I don't know if Trask ever ends up in in, in the position that he's been in and has as dominant of a season as he has. But assuming that Kyle Trask is leaving, which I think you have to presume at this point, although everybody, it's worth mentioning, does get the opportunity to come back for another season since this one does not count against NCAA eligibility issues. But assuming that Kyle Trask leaves, I think the Florida Gators could have a big drop-off next season where they move from a team that's theoretically capable of winning the SEC to a team that's 8-4, and uh, something along those lines. I'm not sure that Florida, frankly, has recruited at as high of a level as a school like Georgia has. And so I think Florida could fall a little bit more back into the pack and if you are a Gator fan, that performance against Oklahoma was a bit uh, bit scary related to that. If you are an Oklahoma fan, then I think you feel even better about Lincoln Riley, although this was kind of the Bob Stoops special, right? Every two or three years, beat an SEC team in a bowl game that doesn't really matter, and then you end up in the playoff and you get run whenever you get there. Remember, Oklahoma is still 0-4 in the college football playoff. They are the only Big 12 school to ever get there. So that is uh, the, the big takeaway, I think, in general from the games that were going on last night in college football. And again, I think it's always difficult. I haven't had a lot of luck in the past several years even trying to handicap bowl games in general because Trying to figure out who's going to have motivation is always a challenge, but it's even more of a challenge when you're not even sure exactly who is going to be playing. But we've got four more bowl games today. I know, again, a lot of you are off work. 
uh, sorry, three more bowl games. One of them was canceled. The Arkansas TCU game was canceled. But we got bowl games basically starting at noon Eastern and running all the way up until around uh, 7 p.m. as we get ready for what I hope will be a New Year's Eve and everybody will be safe and everybody will have a great time. And uh, many of you, I know, are excited to welcome in uh, New Year's Day where there will be a little bit more interesting games. I mean, obviously the two playoff games, uh, but Georgia-Cincinnati, kind of an intriguing game. And we'll be talking about that some uh, tomorrow. By the way, if you are working, if you are uh, someone who is going to have a typical normal start to your morning, we will be having our show tomorrow morning. Uh, and uh, we'll have three fresh hours for you, getting you ready for the college football playoff. Uh, a lot of different moving parts on that show, but I think you guys uh, will enjoy that. By the way, also Auburn playing against Northwestern. Who knows what in the world Auburn's going to be like, uh, given the fact that Gus Malzahn is no longer there. Uh, so all of those uh, all of those aspects of uh, of the game's coming up pretty interesting. And again, Circling back to the college football playoff, Alabama right at a 20-point favorite. That is a monster line. The biggest favorite that has ever existed in the college football playoff, Alabama, a massive favorite against Notre Dame. I mentioned this yesterday. I'll mention it again today. $5 bet, and you get $125. If you go to fanduel.com slash clay, $5 on Alabama. You win $125. That is a 25-to-1 payday. If right now you go to FanDuel.com slash Clay in any of the eight states where sports gambling is legal. And by the way, in Michigan and Indiana, they are just about to flip. uh, Sorry, Michigan and uh, Virginia. They are just about to flip and go live. And you will be able to gamble there as well. So again, uh, get your bets in. $5 bet. FanDuel.com slash Clay. That is the Notre Dame and Alabama game, which is going to kick at 4 o'clock. That was ordinarily the Rose Bowl game. Uh, But remember, it's not being played in uh, L.A. at all. It is being played in in Dallas. And then Ohio State and Clemson will be your nightcap, and I imagine that, uh, that a lot of you will kick back and enjoy that game as well. So that is where we are headed. Uh, in the college football universe. In the NFL, we got a lot going on trying to figure out who exactly is going to be playing, what the significance is of the games, who is going to be treating them as default playoff games, uh, who is going to be treating them as preseason games. There are a lot of uncertainties out there, uh, and that really is focused to a large extent on the AFC, where there are five teams sitting at 10-5. and five. You've got the Miami Dolphins, who are a small underdog against the Bills, and I think the Bills are going to end up resting a lot of their uh, players because the Steelers have announced that they are resting their players, which in theory would mean the Steelers are waving the white flag and saying, hey, we're fine being the overall number three seed. And the Bills can then say, okay, we've got the tie break. We don't need to worry about winning this game against the Dolphins to the extent they care about being the two seed, uh, which would mean that if we had the setup as the seeding is laying out, that Buffalo would get to host that game against Pittsburgh as opposed to needing to go to Pittsburgh. And if that were the case, 
that would be similar to the game that Buffalo hosted against the Steelers a few weeks ago. Uh, We have got the Baltimore Ravens, who are a big favorite over Cincinnati. Uh, Pittsburgh has announced Ben Roethlisberger is not playing. As a result, Cleveland has moved out to a double-digit favorite. If you are a Browns fan and you are listening to me this morning and you are thinking, don't jinx us, Clay, don't jinx us, you are a double-digit favorite against Mason Rudolph. Surely you can find a way to get the win in uh, in that game. You also have uh, the Titans who are on the road against the Texans. How much of the Texans' performance is going to be fueled by J.J. Watt effectively calling out the entire team for their effort. Uh, Well, one factor there is Deshaun Watson basically letting it be known that he has no interest in sitting for this game, even though there's not a lot to be gained in theory from him playing. The Colts are out to a two-touchdown favorite over Jacksonville. I think there's a good chance that all five of these teams win, and we end up with a... 11-5 11-5 and five football team that is on the outside looking in. And if that does occur, then the team that is left on the outside looking in would be the Indianapolis Colts. And there were some interesting qu- uh, quotes that came out in advance of this game from Phillip Rivers where he basically acknowledged, hey, yeah, this could be the last game that I ever play in the NFL if we got to 11-5 and five and missed the playoffs. So I thought it was kind of interesting because – I've thought Phillip Rivers has played pretty well, so it would surprise me, even though he's 39 years old, if he decided not to come back because he only signed a one-year deal with the Colts. The reason why I bring that up is a part of me wonders, as the Colts you know, think about what their quarterback situation is going to be, and we potentially could be talking about this next week, Jacoby Brissett doesn't seem like he's going to be the quarterback of the future, although he's obviously much younger than Phillip Rivers. But could the Colts try to make a move to go get Carson Wentz, given the fact that the best Carson Wentz ever played was with Frank Reich as his offensive coordinator back in the day in Philadelphia? If the Eagles are convinced that Jalen Hurts is their quarterback of the future, the Colts could find themselves in an interesting position. Do they want Phillip Rivers for another year? Do they want to explore the possibility of being able to go and sign Carson Wentz what is the decision making that the Colts would have to uh, to have to start to contemplate if, by chance, they end up not in the playoffs? Is Philip Rivers coming back for another year at the age of forty? Did they like him enough to want him helming up that offense? I think the answer is probably yes. But would they rather make a long range play to try to get a guy like Carson Wentz? I think that is a story you will have to be on top of as well. All right. When we come back, we're going to go down, we are scheduled to anyway, to the state of Alabama. Talk with my guy Lance Taylor from 94.5 Jocks. He's been covering Alabama, talking about the Crimson Tide for a long time. Loves to gamble. What does he expect for the college football playoff? He's also a big Rams fan. What in the world does he think the Rams need to do uh, with all of the injuries slash COVID issues that they are dealing with as they get ready for their final game of the season against the Arizona Cardinals? and the NFL playoff picture overall. How is he betting it? What does he expect to see? We will talk about all of that. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be the final day of 2020 we are bringing in now my buddy lance taylor at the lance taylor on twitter 94.5 jocks 
down in Birmingham. LT, you've almost made it to 2021. Would you have ever believed? What do you think is the craziest thing about 20? Like, everybody was so excited every year, New Year. Everybody gives their kiss. And, boy, it's been a year, huh? You know, Clay, mine really started off, um, you know, a couple of things with the, the worst for me was Kobe Bryant. You know, I hate to really bring it out on a downer. Yeah. But, you know, that hit right before because I, somebody had sent me a copy of an L.A. Times. And I went back through it a couple of months ago just looking to see if there was any any articles on COVID. And like on the back page, that ent- entire L.A. Times was devoted to Kobe Bryant yeah. and his death. And there was one small article talking about this new coronavirus that had hit Orange County. And there's there's two positive tests. Yeah. And, you know, that's back in late January. And since then, it's just been, it's, it's been a show, man, the wrong kind. And, uh, I think everybody's ready to get this year over. And, you know, thank God we had football this year, what seems to be the longest football season of the year. And, and we're just rolling into the college football playoff. And, you know, obviously next week we've got the NFL postseason, but man, you know, for me, the, uh, the, the biggest down moment was before all of the coronavirus and that was Kobe Bryant. Yeah, it's it's interesting you mentioned the Kobe Bryant because we were at the Super Bowl down in Miami when that news broke, and uh, that was Super Bowl week, if I remember correctly, that uh, that Sunday before the Super Bowl, one week beforehand, I think maybe it was the Saturday. It was. No, it was. Um, and uh, and but the coronavirus just kind of came in and swept the Kobe news completely out, right? Because I remember. That Super Bowl week, we had a guest, and I'm sure Danny G remembers it too, uh, who came up with masks and like he was passing out masks, and he was like, uh, "Are you guys not going to wear a mask down at the uh, you know Super Bowl?" And I was like, "No." And by the way, I feel like I may have gotten COVID at the Super Bowl because I came back and was sick uh, for a couple of days after the Super Bowl, and that we now know it was already circulating at. Uh, Miami at that time so it wouldn't be a surprise at all given how public you know we were doing live shows uh, a lot of people were coming in from San Francisco I was shaking a ton of hands like that you know we that, that wouldn't shock me at all if I had it all the way back in in February that's the only time I've really uh been sick in this year thankfully uh yeah, and been he, aware of it but but I wouldn't it, be surprised at all if it was already circulating then and, you know, obviously the other, you know, the other down moment started with, you know, the NCAA canceling March Madness. That's right. And then we have this lull. And, you know, what we do for a living, I mean, we're sitting there speculating and really talking about nothing for almost three months. And then we get Major League Baseball and the NBA back. And then once we got our sports back, man, at least there was an escape. Yeah. And, you know, and then once we got into football season and, you know, there was that unknown, I guess it was that first, I think it was a Tuesday where the Big Ten said, we're not going to play football and the Pac-12 followed. And thank God for guys like Greg Sankey. And, and you know, to get, we knew the NFL was going to push through, but, you know, college football was just such a relief to have this year. And now we've still got, you know, a, a handful of bowl games and three really meaningful games. And, you know, then we'll go straight into the NFL postseason, and you know, hopefully, twenty twenty one will be better for everyone. Is are we underrating how incredible of an accomplishment it is? That again, I feel like I should knock on wood here, given how crazy everything has been. But tomorrow, in theory, we're having the two playoff games in college football, and on Sunday, in theory, the NFL is going to complete its regular season on schedule on time. 
both of those seem to me to be incredible accomplishments given where we were in, let's say, July and August in terms of how many people thought we'd be able to even play football, much less play football pretty much on a regular schedule for most of college football. I know the Big Ten and the Pac-12 dropped the ball, but for the NFL to finish a 16-game season for everyone in 17 weeks is pretty unbelievable. Well, incredible, too, when you look at the numbers. I mean, when you look at the societal numbers and where they are in these spikes and you just haven't had it in the NFL and you really didn't have it in the SEC, um, yeah, beyond it. And I think the older we get, the more jaded people get. And, and it was kind of like that with this situation. Oh, yeah, we're going to have football, but it's going to get shut down. There's no chance we finish this season. And everyone was able to accomplish that. So I think it's a great job, and a lot of these kids were vigilant. And even – you know, you look in the NFL when the Jets, you know, start up the season 0-13, there were people, man, these Jets guys, they're, they're done with this protocol and they're going to go yep. do their own thing. And you look at the Jets the last couple of weeks, man, they look like a postseason team. I, it is a great point. I mean, I, and I think there is a lot of praise that deserves to go around when you look at, I think not even just college and pro, by the way, a lot of high schools. And 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 you heard so much from people out there, the Corona Bro community, I will call them, who were saying, oh, if you play football, a lot of guys are going to die, tons of hospitalizations, there's no way to do this safely. And basically, it appears that we have finished high school, college, and pro football. And to my knowledge, and this is uh, quoting Dr. Alan Sills, who's the uh, the head of the NFL medical team, there hasn't been a single case of COVID being spread through football, right? I mean, I don't mean inside of a locker room on the same team. I mean, from playing the game itself. And there are either none or almost none serious health conditions that have emerged because of football, right? There hasn't been hospitalizations. There certainly haven't been deaths for either players or coaches. I just feel like that's a tremendous accomplishment across the entirety of of football. And again, we got a little bit left and there's certainly the possibility in the NFL in particular with 14 playoff teams rolling in uh that uh that there could be issues, quarterbacks could test positive, whatever else. But so far, it's been I think a tremendous success story. Yeah, look, I I agree with you and I just wonder when we roll into 2021 when we get to preseason in August and we finally get to that Labor Day weekend where we've got a full slate of college football if we're still going to have masks. It's just something, you know, that I really wonder. And, you know, there have been situations, you know, I was, I was talking to uh, Danny G before the show and being a big Rams fan, I just wonder if Cooper Cup's going to be able to play this week because he's in COVID protocol. Yeah. And look, I mean, I'm a Titans fan and the kicker and the punter are both in COVID protocol. So there remains to be seen there. Yeah. Tony Elliott, not coaching uh, for Clemson. So let's dive into, uh, let's dive into these college football playoff games, which I know you spent a lot of time on Alabama's out to a 20 point favorite ish, which is a massive line, right? Uh, And you've got Clemson hanging a little bit over a touchdown favorite on Ohio state. Biggest favorite that any team has ever been in the playoff right now, Alabama against Notre Dame. How do you see that game breaking down? Well, you know, I go back and, and I think we were both in Miami at yes. Hard Rock Stadium in 2012 and it just had a Which, different Which, by the feeling. way, the fact that that's been eight years to me, like, uh, it, it feels like that passed. For those of you out there who remember Alabama got up 35 nothing, that was the game where Catherine Webb uh, became famous. They put her on television and Alabama was beating 
Notre Dame so soundly that her fame on Twitter uh, became the biggest storyline of the game. But I just I can't believe that it has been eight years since that game was played. It doesn't feel yeah. very long ago to me. I mean, it really doesn't. But I just remember just watching the teams warm up. And I remember I laid the points. It was only 10 and a half in that game and felt good about it the entire day. And Notre Dame comes out and they're down 35 nothing before you could blink. And, you know, I'm one of these guys that I'm just going to tap out and I'm going to go to South Beach. And I went straight to the Cavs stand at 35 nothing, And they eventually lose that game 42-14. And they just couldn't match up with Alabama. Yeah. And you start to look at this Notre Dame team and look, Sands – the ACC championship, which you really can't do. I mean, that's the lasting impression for Notre Dame. But it's a different Notre Dame team. And I think Brian Kelly is a tremendous coach, and I think he's done a great job. And that's a difficult job when you look at the academic restrictions. And typically, outside of an SEC schedule, they've got one of the more difficult schedules in college football. But, you know, they were 14th in scoring defense, giving up less than 19 points per game. And there were two moments for me. And I know – Uyunga Lele got that start in South Bend, but they still beat Clemson. They yeah. beat them in double overtime, and they kind of controlled that game. Dominated and, you know, the Ian lines Book, of scrimmage. Yeah, and if Ian, I mean, yeah, Kyron Williams had a great game. Travis Etienne did nothing. He had a career low. And if Ian Book doesn't fumble that ball in regulation going into the end zone, you know, that game doesn't go to overtime. But this is still a really good defense. It was that moment where they beat Notre Dame, or beat Clemson in the regular season. And then when they go to Chapel Hill and they hold North Carolina to three points over the final three quarters, look, Sam Howell's a really good quarterback. He's a borderline elite college quarterback. Mac Brown's a really good coach. They've got two 1,000-yard backs. Um, I know it's not an elite offense, but it's a top-20 offense. So those two things showed me that Notre Dame was a legitimate team. Now, are they going to be able to hang with Alabama? Probably not. Um, it goes back to what I saw in the SEC championship game. That number dipped down a against Florida to 15 and a half. It opened at 17 and a half. It came back to 15 and a half. Everyone I talked to said Florida's going to get blown off the field. Now, this is not the Florida team we were talking about last night with the nine starters opting out. Florida was a legitimate team. And, you know, Florida was able to hold it, although Alabama controlled that game. They kept it within a possession there to end it. I don't think Notre Dame will be able to keep it within a possession. But if you're giving me 20 points, to me, at least right now on the surface, with Kyron Williams, a guy that's got six 100-yard games, Ian Book, a quarterback that's got a ton of intangibles, and what they've got on that offensive line, I just think it's too many points. Um, what are you hearing about Alabama's health and everything else? I, I saw uh, the news. I think Nick Saban let the team go home for Christmas, I think, if I'm not mistaken, which is a nice thing to do, obviously, and they are college kids. But my thought was, uh-oh, that exposes a lot of Alabama's team to potentially COVID and uh, and and not for, you know, really negative health consequences in terms of being afraid for the players because everybody's been fine who tests positive. But I just mean, you know, in terms of whether they could play or not. But so far, as we sit, you know, the day before the game, it appears they're going to be fine and you're going to get this game in. And the college football playoff committee came out and said, hey, we've got some contingency plans, which I hadn't seen at all. But if you can play this game, then they could potentially move. And I don't know if you even paid attention to this story, but right now the title game is scheduled for January 11th. They could move it to January the 18th without any trouble at all, which means basically the college football season would be able to be completed without any major issues. So if we can just kick off tomorrow – it seems like, hey, we did it. We got through the college football season. I love how skeptical we are. Yeah, just, I just expect for the other shoe to drop in. <laughs> you're right. 
Um, I, I will give Nick Saban a ton of credit, man. His guys bought in, and there have been no COVID issues at all. And, you know, knock on wood for Alabama fans, but even him allowing these guys to go home, he said it, man. These guys are adults. They know what they need to do. They need to be vigilant. And I really believe, and a lot of people listening right now will say this is just him being naive. I just don't think these guys went out. I think they took this you know, on a super serious level. They know they were all in this together, you know, and one positive test could lead to, you know, a shutdown and multiple guys missing. And ultimately, you know, Ohio State put themselves in a situation, man. And look, you can pick this thing up anywhere. There is no rhyme or reason to how contagious this is and when you can get it. I've told you before I was in a car with a guy for four hours. Two days later, he tested positive. I was completely fine. You know, a buddy of mine took his kid to a soccer tournament eight hours away. He was in the car with the kid the whole time the kid tested positive he tested negative so you just never know how you're going to get it when you're going to get it but ohio state to have 22 players out for the big 10 championship because of covid um you just haven't seen that from alabama it's interesting you you bring that up obviously nick saban tested positive and and wasn't able to be uh to be on the sideline for the auburn game if i remember correctly I did forget that. There was the one storyline coming into this season that a lot of people talked about. Well, for whatever the sport is, they have said there's going to be an asterisk. There's not going to be a normal uh, champion. I actually think if Alabama goes 13-0, and you could make the argument that Alabama is one of the best teams of all time, not only because they'd be 13-0 and and undefeated, but because they would have won 11 SEC games and then beaten two more Power Five conference teams in the playoffs, you can argue Alabama's thirteen and zero would be the strongest resume and record of all time in college football. Lt. And if you add on the challenges of COVID, far from there being an asterisk of negativity associated with a championship because of this, uh, you know, abnormal twenty twenty that we're in, I think this is maybe the greatest champion you can argue. I agree with you 100%. Last year, I was totally convinced after watching the national championship that LSU was the best team that I had seen in the history of college football. Yep. And just, I mean, that slew of wide receivers led by Jamar Chase and Joe Grady, what he was able to do dissecting defenses, and Joe Burrow just out of nowhere having the greatest season in the history of college football, that to me was the best team that I had ever seen. But you look at this Alabama team, and going back, I just mentioned the SEC championship game. That was the only game that was a single-digit game, and Alabama controlled that entire game. And that Florida team was really, really good. But you start to look at an Alabama team that averages right at 50 points per game. An Alabama team, after that Ole Miss game, it seemed like they really got the defense adjusted. Um, the last seven regular season games, this defense has only allowed three rushing touchdowns. And, oh, by the way, they've got three of the uh, Heisman finalists. I know Najee won't be there, but Devontae Smith more than likely is going to win the award. Mac Jones is more than likely going to be the runner-up. And if they go out, they handle business, they dominate Notre Dame, and then they beat Ohio State or Clemson, yeah, I think with with everything that was at stake and all of the complications of this season, I agree with you, man. I think you can easily make that argument. What do you think happens in Clemson-Ohio State? I think Ohio State wins the game, and I think I'm out on a ledge here, and I think I'm in the minority. Um, I go back last year, and look, and I know there was attrition off that Ohio State team, but the same with Clemson. Ohio State, who I had in that game, they were up 16 nothing almost yep. through the first half, and then Justin Fields made a couple of mistakes, and they still had an opportunity at the end, and Nolan, Nolan Turner, which, by the way, is going to be a big deal with him He's missing out the first, first half. half for Clemson. Yep. 
you know, this is a Birmingham kid. His dad was a guy that played in the NFL. Um, you know, uh, a guy that was a really, really good player. And, and for Nolan to be out, I think that's a big deal for that secondary, at least for the first half. And I think the Buckeyes are going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. Now, the thing that scares me is Justin Fields against two really good defenses in Indiana and Northwestern, the two best defenses he's faced this year. He's thrown five picks, and this offensive line gives up three sacks a game. But Trey Sermon, not that he's going to go for 331 like he did against Northwestern, that was a nice coming out party. And if he can control the clock, take a little bit of uh, pressure off of Justin Fields, I think Ohio State playing with a chip on the shoulder. They've been looking forward to this game and hoping they got the rematch all year long. They had that score posted in their weight room in the offseason. Um, I think they will come to play. Um, and I've just got a, a sneaky suspicion that everybody's already penciled in Alabama Clemson 5. I think we're going to see Alabama Ohio State. What do you think happens in the NFL playoff picture um, as uh, as we roll in? You're a big Rams fan. Your Rams have kind of fallen apart here the past couple of weeks. Um, I made the argument yesterday on the show there were five teams I thought could win the Super Bowl. I said I believed in the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills in the AFC. That was it in terms of being able to win uh, two or three games in a row to get to the Super Bowl. And I said in the NFC – I believed in the Packers, uh, in the Saints, and in the Seahawks at this point in time. Do you think anybody outside of those five could win the Super Bowl? And how do you see the big games playing out in the playoff picture uh, in the NFL this weekend? Well, you know, I do think that things have changed the last couple of weeks. Because I think if you go back before that Jets game, you would have said the way the Rams are playing and the way that defense is playing is less. As long as Jared Goff doesn't make these mistakes, and especially the emergence of Cam Akers, who now is out, along with his backup, Daryl Henderson, and now Goff's out. Um, and I hate to make it about my Rams, but just so frustrating. Um, I, I think right now the Bills are the best team in football. And I know Kansas City sitting there 14 and one and everything goes through Arrowhead, but I think the most balanced team right now is the Bills. Um, the NFC three weeks ago, I would have said, I have no idea who's going to win this, but watching Green Bay dismantle your Tennessee Titans yeah. in the snow on Sunday night. It's hard to believe with them getting the first seed if they do hold serve, and I hope they do against Chicago because I don't even care if the Rams lose and backdoor their way in. I just want them in the postseason. So hard to believe Green Bay losing that game at home. I know New Orleans has got a defense that travels, but Drew Brees just isn't himself. Uh, Russell Wilson's got to get back to that first-half form. That defense is playing with a lot of confidence right now. You can't really count Tom Brady out, though. And I know it was against Detroit this past weekend, but Tom Brady looked like him his old self. And he's got weapons now with the emergence of Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin, and obviously Mike Evans is Mike Evans. I think that's a scary team. The NFC, to me, is going to be fascinating. The AFC, it does come down to two teams. I think it's Buffalo or Kansas City. I think it's that that simple. Um, and it's going to be really weird to see if all these 10-win teams win in the AFC. Oh, yeah. If you've got an 11-win team in the Indianapolis Colts on the outside looking in, as a fan, man, if you ever win 11 games and you can't make the postseason, especially when they expanded the for- format to seven teams, and by the way, that was a great idea from the NFL because week 17, where they're typically resting a lot of starters, um, we've got a lot of intrigue. Uh, last question for you. We saw Cam Newton um, in the final Monday Night Football game of the year look pretty bad against the Bills, who obviously looked great. You think the best team in the NFL. Will Cam ever be a starter again? in the NFL after this year as a legit starter? Not, hey, somebody's injured, we need somebody to fill in. I mean, like, this is your team, you're the guy like he was this year for the Patriots, or is his starting quarterback career over in your mind? 
Well, nine days now, thanks to Apple, I've been locked out of my phone, and I've got no Twitter, Instagram, anything. Oh, wow. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, you would die. I'll tell you I that story die. off the year. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a complete mess. Anyway, I was going to tweet out on Sunday that, that Dwayne Haskins is the worst quarterback in the NFL, and kind of glad I didn't because the poor guy gets released the next day. But I started to look at teams Cam Newton could start for, and I don't think there's a team he could start for in the league. I think he's that bad right now. I don't know what happened, but I think the skills have diminished that much. And, you know, I did an over-under segment on the show a couple of days ago, and I put over-under games Cam Newton starts in the NFL moving forward. And let's not forget the guy's only 31 years old. And yep. I put 16 and a half, and I got laughed off the show. Um, yeah, I think Cam Newton's career is pretty much over. You know, he played for the league minimum this year, and, you know, a lot of that was, you know, he had a lot of he better himself, yeah. built in, and it just didn't work out. And I just don't know how many teams would take a flyer on Cam Newton. You and I remember the day five or six years ago where 20 teams were desperate for quarterback play. We have great quarterback play in this in this league now. I don't think there's any doubt at all. LT, have a good New Year's Eve. Enjoy the new year, my man, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Happy New Year, Clay. See you, man. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be I got to tell you, that Tennessee basketball team is pretty good. I try not to really shift my attention at all to basketball season until we actually get to the end of football season, right? Um, Or at least college football season. Um, And really, it's the NFL because we're a football show. We talk college football and we talk the NFL on this show. I mean, that's, that's what we do during football season. But I did watch that game last night, and I... The Tennessee basketball program over my 41 years has let me down so many times. They've never made the Final Four. Uh, they've never you know, made one Elite Eight in the history of the program, I think, at least in my life. That feels like a Final Four caliber team, and I probably just jinxed them all to, all to heck there, but we'll see exactly what ends up happening. Uh, let me bring in the crew. What are you guys doing for New Year's Eve? Is anybody doing anything interesting at all? I'll start with uh, Dub because he's the youngest one and he's single. What are you doing, Dub? Are you going to be having in any way a typical New Year's Eve? I mean, not typical in the sense of my typical, no. Yes, but like what are you doing? Are you are you doing a an event in any way for New Year's Eve? Well, on New Year's Day, I'm going to be watching a ton of football with yeah, some join, buddies. Join the club. I mean, that, that that but that is traditional in my book. Yeah. But uh you know, I'll have some few a few beers, have a good time. You know, nothing special. Maybe catch a glimpse of some fireworks or something like that. Nothing exciting. What about you, Danny G? Anything for New Year's Eve? Yeah, I'm going to celebrate with my Tinderoni, and we're just going to have a movie night. Of course, there's going to be football involved. And I think, though, we may watch the ball drop. I know it's going to be a virtual event That's this year in said. New York. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ball or uh, balls. Yeah. <laughs> and look, 9 p.m., Clay, for us. Shouts out to third shifters and people that work the first shift because, as you know, we run the country. But it's hard to stay up till midnight when you work <laughs> the schedule we do. I know. I mean, 9 p.m. is staying up late for all of us because we got to wake our asses up at 2 in the morning. So I think I'm going to celebrate as an East Coaster, to be honest with you. 9 p.m., going to sip on some bubbly and then call it a night. Yeah, it's funny. I'm obviously in the central time zone, but... My kids have gotten smart enough now uh, to realize that when New Year's arrives on the East Coast, it isn't actually New Year here. You know, like when your kids are young, they don't understand the concept of time zones. So you're like, all right, you got to stay up till midnight. Like even on the West Coast, you guys can really pull that trick because, oh, it's a New Year, nine o'clock, you know, boom, there it is, the ball dropping in New York City. Uh, and uh, and you can just roll into a uh, to a normal universe. By the way, welcome back, Roberto. You had contact traced. You were out. Yeah, yep. 
How long were you out? How many days total? Uh, seven days. Yeah, all right. Seven days. So that's not off. You got basically paid vacation because you were contact traced? Uh, it wasn't really a vacation. I had to wait like t- two times. I had to wait in line uh, for like four hours. Ago. Oh, for the and, testing? That's yeah, what Petros had to do too. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy, man. Especially over here where I live, the the northeast San Fernando Valley. It's just the epicenter right now. It's insane, man. Yeah, it's that's crazy. what Pet- Petros was talking about, the fact that uh, because Tim Brando – tested positive we were talking with him on tuesday uh in the third hour of the program uh what about you eddie anything at all i i had a like a uh a zoom game night with some friends uh, about a week ago some house party app i don't know if you've ever heard of that yeah i've heard of it but i haven't done it it was pretty what fun. game did you play uh it's got a bunch of different games on there like you know you can even draw pictures and everybody's faces on there and they have uno <laughs> and just stuff would like you that. have ever believed <laughs> That as a grown man, that you would be having a game night with your friends uh, remote? No, not really, no. I, when, it was bizarre. When we come back, uh, I want everybody to think about this, because we've got angry callers that we can play. And we, by the way, we've also got Jeff Schwartz and Dr. Chow. So a normal Thursday, appreciate them doing a normal Thursday on uh, New Year's Eve. But I want everybody to think about what the craziest thing from your perspective, not like the saddest Kobe's death or you know sports getting shut down, but just the craziest thing that happened in 2020 that you would have never been able to explain to yourself. We'll talk about it next. This is Outkick on Fox. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.